embrace your uniqueness with regard to your own purpose, your, your own identity, your own passions and callings. You feel like you want to be a dancer and, I don't know, an architect. Whatever it is, whatever the combination of things is that makes you unique. Yeah. Do that. You're watching or listening to The Formula, where young professionals tell their stories and pay it forward by sharing the top lessons that they've learned in their careers. Welcome again, everybody, to another episode of The Formula, um, the show where we bring on professionals from whatever industry they're in and have them share their stories and give you the best tips that they have, you know, the biggest lessons that they've learned from their own careers and brand runs. And you know the drill, I'm not going to introduce the next guy coming on. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So without further ado, here is Victor Brown. Victor, how are you doing, man? Hi guys, greeting. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing alright. You know, thanks for having me on here. Nice, nice, nice. I see you're still in your suit and tie. I mean, you're just yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming <laughs> fresh from work. <laughs> <laughs> alright, so um, like I just said, you know, um, just you know, there may there are going to be people who are watching this episode who know you right. already. You know, because I mean, you have a you have a you have a solid fan base already, Victor Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about a fan base. I just know about a couple of people that you know follow my movements. And yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but for those yeah. people who don't know who you are, right? Just you okay. know, give us give us your backstory, a little bit of your backstory. You know, who you are, what you do. Sure. Um, you know, just tell us about you. Sure. All right. So I'm Victor Brown. I'm 27 years old. I'm currently actually a digital marketer. Um, funny story, uh-huh. which I think will come out a little bit further in this talk. Um, but I'm also a full-time law student first year at Norman Money Law School. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much a little bit about me. In terms of other things that I do, I'm also a musician, singer-songwriter. Mm. And yeah. I write. I write. I'm an author, so I write articles. I'm in the process of writing a book. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm a musical director. Yeah, that, that's a little, bit, uh, a little bit about who I am. I mean, there's a oh. lot more, but those I think are the core things. Music, land, marketing, I think, would say uh-huh. the, the trinity of the core of who I am. Oh, nice. I mean, that's it, boy. I say that there's a lot of creativity going on in, in yeah. that spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm definitely I know, creative. I didn't know you were a digital marketer. I mean, I, I, mean, I am a marketer, professional. Yeah. You know, I, didn't, I didn't know you were a digital marketer, man. So that's actually a crazy story because people always ask me, how did you end up in marketing and law? Like, how does, how does that work? People uh-huh. really think marketing and law. But what happened was when I was in undergrad studying at University of the West Indies um, in second year, I wanted to work, you know, I wanted to remove some of the burdens from my family at the time who were financing, you know, just attending school and stuff. And so started applying for some jobs and I actually got to work at a marketing firm. Oh, and nice. while I was there as an intern, I just realized I love this thing. You know, I had yeah. no exposure to it before. My fa- nobody in my family was into marketing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister's a doctor, my parents were educators, my mom is a pastor, my dad was a pastor. So it's like, okay, how does marketing come into the mix? But here I am at this firm working and I just fell in love with this thing. And so one thing about me is that I am an avid learner. I'm a student mm-hmm. alive and I really have a passion for learning new skills. And so as a consequence, while I was there, I didn't just work in terms of staying in my lane, quote unquote, and doing what I was had to do. Mm-hmm. I started to sit around the graphics guys and be like, how do you do that? You know, why do you use that? What's the software called? You know, yeah. I began to observe and watch what they did. And so I began to pick up some elements of graphic design, spent some time around the marketing people. I began to kind of observe them and listen to them and I caught on to certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the passion grew. And so even after I left that firm, um, because a lot of exams and stuff, yeah. I kept on working on my craft as a marketer. And so in a lot of ways, I'm self-taught. I don't have any professional like certification. I didn't go to college for it. But my entire adult life, I worked in the field of marketing. I've worked as a marketing coordinator. I've worked as a brand ambassador. My current role at um, World Brands is as a special merchandising action team um, coordinator, smart coordinator, which is a marketing job as well. So, I mean, I guess I picked up the skills along the way and the Lord would have it that my mind is one that absorbs information very quickly. I assimilate info really quickly. And yeah. I enjoy like the challenge of learning new stuff. And so that's how that came into play. But yeah. I have not, my, my passion for justice and law has never waned. And so I'm studying to be a lawyer but in my ideal work in the future would have a marriage uh-huh. of the two things you know so i'll be practicing uh-huh. law probably have some clients on the side doing some stuff in court etc but i'll yeah. still be doing some amount of marketing i'm not sure how i balance like 80 80 20 64 i don't know yet yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. You kind of, yeah. boy, I mean, you kind of jumped the gun and went into part of the next section, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, you know, but no, pro- no problem, no problem. I mean, because, you know, being that you're a digital marketer, you know, you're, you're in marketing, you're in law, you're in music. Um, 
how is it that you stay up to date on all of the you know these different aspects to your professional career because i mean those are it's not like there's those they're small you know small industries it's not, it's not like they're small mm-hmm. facets of life they're huge mm-hmm. things to itself marketing mm-hmm. i mean i know marketing is a is a is that dynamic area yeah. multiple facets in marketing you know definitely um, music itself you know the, the, the amount of dedication you have to put into music you know so how <laughs> do you how do you one stay relevant and then two keep up with each of those areas okay um so i believe let me let me deal with keeping up first so mm. each area has for me right now a different way of keeping up so with regard to law school Keeping up for me right now is really just a matter of staying on top of my studies. Mm-hmm. Keeping up with assignments, participating in my group discussions. Um, yeah. I, I go to bed after one, two, most nights into morning simply because I'm spending time reading, um, participating in class activities. So for now, as a law student, the primary focus of my keeping up, quote unquote, is really just completing my studies. And so that's, that's what you know, covers that. Yeah. Um, with regard to marketing, however, because I have a couple of clients that I work for and have as my personal clients and stuff mm-hmm. staying relevant or keeping up to date as you would know as a marketer brand yeah reading staying on top of the latest trends reading the blogs watching the videos yeah, and yeah, keeping yeah. your finger on the pulse yeah, <laughs> my G, because marketing is such a dynamic area that i mean every single day there's a new platform there's a new trend there's a new um finding there's a new team saying hey we found this this is the new thing you know yeah, um, yeah. And so I, outside of doing my legal studies, a lot of my time is really spent just researching the trends, watching the videos, mm-hmm. learning from the guys around the world who are leading thinkers in the area. Um, I also spend a lot of my time devoted to like I'm en- enrolled in like courses online just to learn and see mm-hmm. what's going on, what's the new buzz, what's the new direction of the marketing yeah. industry. Um, and so that's important because, I mean, you can't disappoint your clients. I have clients who pay me to, to handle business for them and say I have to be in touch with what's relevant out there. I yeah. will never say I'm perfect at it because the truth is, I don't think anybody's perfect at it. It's quite a delicate balance. Right. I, I don't think you can be <laughs> perfect at marketing because Bro. there's so many ways to drop off. Um, and because things yeah. are changing all the time, like you had highlighted, I mean, you, you, you can't, you, it's like you're always a beginner at some point because there's yeah, always precisely. something new. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, there's so, always something new. Yeah. You know, not to break, not to break your answer, you know, but where, you know, you said in keeping up with all of that information, you know, it, are there any like specific newsletters or blogs or, or, you know, channels that you, that you keep up with that you, that you stick on to? Because I mean, you know, you know, for example, for me, there's social media today, you know, I keep up okay. with Adweek, Adage, um, just, just because of the rules, you know, just to know what's going on and to stay up to date. Um, without having, I mean, without having to go searching for it myself, you know, just having right. a company right. uh, for the most part, you know. What I do primarily, so that's where I use Twitter and Instagram a lot because I follow mm-hmm. marketers. And so you know that like leading marketers from time to time will always be putting out little insights. Yeah. Um, so I follow a lot of marketers. So most of the time if I'm scrolling, I'm not scrolling idly. I'm not scrolling and liking that beach pics. <laughs> I'm a car guy. So I like a couple of car pics, but like I'm looking yeah, for yeah. insights. I'm looking for, oh, this carousel design is really nice. How did mm. they implement the, how did they integrate the colors in this? Um, social media examiner is a, is a great resource for me. Yeah. I follow them a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Stelson and those guys, I listen to their podcasts. I follow up with what they do. Um, mm. Content marketing website, they are brilliant. Um, oh, yeah, I, follow yeah, yeah. I follow their stuff. They're really good. There are so many of them, but those are like the two other ones that come to my mind readily right mm. now. Um, and so I really try to follow up a lot with what they, the content that they put out. Oh, nice. Okay. So, uh, so, um... So, so switching gears now what about the music like okay how do you how do you stay on top of music all right so for me the beauty of music is that it is not quite as pressuring um as law or marketing and the reason why is because i never planned i never desired and to this point i never want it was never my intention to be an artist mm. I, you know have your name on the on the billboards and be like yeah man the artist <laughs> out of road <laughs> Nope. That was never my plan, never my intention. What happened was, um, sometime in my young teenagers, I mm. recognized that there was this gift for music. I mean, I love music from childhood. Because mm. I remember my mom had a piano in the house when I was like probably five. And I remember going on it and like playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. And then my family began to realize, oh, you can't play like a piano, man. And, you know, went to church and cool on the drums and figured out if I could play drums. And, you know, like along the way, just kind of discovered these random things about yeah. themselves. Yeah. Passion for it grew. Um, started writing songs but didn't have a form or outlet for it eventually mm. as god would have it i connected with some you know some 
music communities and they began to put me on and have me invited to shows. I'm like, yo, yeah. check out this guy. And so I began to like record and started working with some producers and stuff. So for me, um, I am not like in a race to be relevant because for me, my music adds value to the people that desire it. And so in that community of people that like, like my music or like my sound or like my content, mm-hmm. it adds value to them. So I'm relevant to them. So I'm not like trying to be the most relevant guy to everybody because I think everybody has their tribe. I think yeah. ultimately yeah, one yeah. of the things that really destroys a lot of musicians and talented people is that they, they fall into this hamster wheel that I want to be the most relevant guy to everyone. And I don't think that's the real metric of relevance. I think mm. you have your tribe that you will be relevant to them if you put on one song today and then the next song five years down the road. Or you understand what I mean? So for yeah. me, I've just been staying in my lane, kind of working on my craft. I have two singles out. I'm working on my EP. We recorded that last year. Um, mm. So we're waiting to like finish post-production and, and do release and that sort of thing. Yeah. But music is really a, a safe, creative outlet for me. So that's like what I do for fun. So, so other uh, people are like, you know, I don't know. That is the bread and butter. For me, yeah, for me, music is my fun zone. So if I want a break from law, I want a break from marketing, I want to like a reprieve. Yeah, yeah, man. Give me, yeah, man, get the band together, <laughs> we link up and do some song, and I am good. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> I mean, what you said earlier about, uh, boy, that, that in itself is just a clip. Boy, that, that's, a, that's a clip to itself, because I mean, you know, you're right, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And it, you see this over time as a marketer, you start with a broad brush, and then you say, you say, oh, it doesn't make sense. If you're targeting everybody, you're really targeting nobody. Nobody. Like yeah, you, you just have to you have to niche down to right. be able to achieve the goals that you set out. You know, no matter right. what they are, no matter what industry you're in, you know, same rule applies. You know, definitely. Um, all right, definitely. all right, that, that was that was good. So in all of that, right? So in all of your in all of your come up in all your endeavors, so being a law student, you know, um, tackling the marketing and then you know mm-hmm. coming out to the digital marketing, and then with mu- even with music, what has been your biggest win? Like, I mean, I guess mm. the, the way that you've been talking about the three different facets, I mean, they, they, they seem very separate. And mm-hmm. I mean, they seem separate enough. So I figure you have a win in each of them. But I mean, you know, yeah. what, you know so what, what's um, your biggest win? Um, with your all, right. all right. All right. So I'll, I'll start with music. Music for me, the biggest win has been moving away from a very traditional culture that I was born into. Mm. To the point where no, I'm actually working on an EP, and I'll explain. Um, triumph is defined differently for each person. For one person, you're born into a musical family, for example, who everybody doing record after record, hit after hit. Yeah, it's kind of expected that you're going to get your first song out by 15 or whatever, you know, like you're going to be mm-hmm. a thing by 2025, you know, you're gonna be doing shows and whatever. For me, I was raised in a culture that was ultra conservative, had no sort of context for doing anything musical at all in a public forum Mm -hmm. and so for me to i'm thinking back to seeing myself in my bedroom writing songs at 15 16 17 18 19 and now i'm at a point where i'm actually working on an ep having released two singles it's just like that's weird because i mean that there was no context for that back then you know yeah that's not the usual trajectory (laughs) yeah i mean you know i could never tell my parents i want to be an artist or whatever you're crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) rebuking jesus name i mean (laughs) the truth is so for me a win is i've gotten this far by the grace of the lord such that i'm able to say yo i have an ep in the works that's coming out and it's it's only like a fraction of what i've created created and produced and so I'm like, yo, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's a huge win for me in terms of the music personally. Um, yes. In terms of marketing, mm-hmm. recently, uh, I don't know if I can mention the name, but there, there's a governmental agency that is working on a national project. And okay. a colleague of mine, a colleague of mine who owns their own company, actually, owns their own company, marketing and PR firm, reached out to me saying, listen, we're planning to um, submit a bid for this, you know, because it was, a, mm-hmm. it was an invitation for bids from multiple companies and organizations and so he was like yo i'm going to be bidding i'd like to have your input on this and so we did a brainstorming session i gave some ideas gave some tips gave some um advice in terms of stuff that could be done for the project yeah. and stuff and he, he included them in the bid in the proposal okay. that was done and we won the bid and oh, that for nice. me has been the biggest win because i mean i've, I've worked with a couple of brands over my time as a, as a digital marketer but that one for me is just like whoa because <laughs> I was like, whoa, I mean, I, I had no clue. And when he, when he called me back to say we had won the bid, he was like, hey, you know, we won the bid. And one of the ideas that was very critical to that 
victory was really some of the stuff that you had been giving us as I said oh. <laughs> that's crazy because you know in my in my logic driven mind I'd have had to have gone to college graduate with a marketing degree you know yeah, come yeah, up, yeah. you know to, to it have had to be, kind to of, be validated in some yeah, other yeah <laughs> yeah you know and so it was crazy to me that the validation came from actual tangible success and so mm-hmm. there's a contract in place with them now we're getting the stuff sorted out in terms of the yeah. schedule and we're structuring meetings to roll out that, pro- that project so for me that, that has been my biggest Win in terms oh, of marketing, that's a huge win, man. It is. <laughs> um, thanks, bro. In terms of law, all right. So let me tell you, you see this law one now is quite a thing, you know. It's quite a thing. <laughs> let me tell you about this law one now. So actually, I started faculty of law at U in Mona in 2013. Graduated with honors with my bachelor's in law in 2016. Yeah. Started okay. NMS these same seasons. I think I started end of 2016, going 2017. Had to withdraw from the program. It was a crushing, crushing disappointment for me because too much was going on in life. Whole heap of stuff, personal stuff, work stuff. I was working full time at the time as well. And it was just crazy. I mean, I remember waking up after 5, 6 in the morning, heading to work, leaving work for 3 p.m. to reach a 3 p.m. class. Mm. Classes went till 9 p.m. in the night, staying up till oh, 11, general, 1, 2. Listen, and this was oh, every day. <laughs> and so, yeah, it burned me out and I had to withdraw from the program. And so that was a huge, huge crushing disappointment for me. And so in my mind, I knew aspirationally, I still wanted to practice law. But as I said, yo, the finances to do this program are pretty mm. high. If you check them out, you can know the fees are pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty extensive, you know, um, which, which I think is, is a sad, um, a sad, it's sad vintage from a colloquial era where the practice of law was reserved for the wealthy. And so legal training in our jurisdiction still is something very expensive. So it's kind of like mm. uh, an industry or a career path for the rich. If oh, you're a poor man, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah don't if you're a poor about man, it. don't even think about it. How you been financing? And, uh, and then they, they're not hesitant to tell you, listen, it's a full-time program, so we're not making any allowances for working students. It's just the same amount of work. There's no part-time yeah. way. You understand? So, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Lord had it, you know, by his own providence that I was able to enter the program um mm. september last 2020 which was covid year which is crazy <laughs> because if i had predicted when my return would have been to the legal program i'd have been like ah oh, you know let me get, mm-hmm. in my mind i'll work sometime clear up some stuff and then you know save some money and hit back and then god is just like nah you know i have a different plan for that and so he yeah. provided the funds for year one like this and so i was able to re-enroll oh. and a whole crazy journey <laughs> but for me that's definitely the biggest win yeah you know, you know um I- I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You know, like I said, like I said, I thought you were. I thought you were already in law because I knew mm. you were in law before, mm. but I didn't know you stopped. I didn't mm. know you had stopped mm. for a period of time. So I thought you had. You were already in law. You had finished, and then you were out mm. now practicing. Mm-hmm. So mm. I mean, yeah, you clearing that up. Um, saying that you still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's a, that is a huge win, you know, because I mean, like you said, it is not most the, the vast majority of people care for the law program. Um, Trust. You know, that's one of the that's one of the high the high tier, the high end programs. It really um, is. Yeah, that you can you can't just you can't just get up and not everybody can get up and say, Oh, you know, I'm gonna do this. You know, but like you say, I mean I'm glad that you say, but you know, you know, God and his provident God was able to allow you to do it like that. You know, that's yeah. that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. all right. All right. So following along the heels of the winds now. You know, as, as far as you're willing to share, what are what are some of your, what are a couple of your biggest losses? All right, like, I'd have to say, piggybacking on the last story, for me, mm. would have had to have been withdrawn from the program back in mm-hmm. I think it was 2018. Like, uh. <laughs> and, and listen, if if you know anybody that knows me personally, you know, I hate. Let me tell you, I'm very driven. I'm very. If I'm going after this thing, I'm yeah. very one track minded, and so mm-hmm. I don't. I don't do stepping back and take. Yeah, it's all the way or no way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and so um, that has its pros and has its cons. But having to withdraw from the program at that time for me was just devastating, personally. Yeah. Um. So that would definitely be like my biggest defeat in that era. Um. In terms of marketing, hmm. I remember a client I worked with some time ago. I <laughs> <laughs> um. I was working on some, I think, some graphic deliverables and some content scheduling, some sim- fairly simple stuff. Yeah. That now, having grown a lot as a marketer, I can look in hindsight and say, but well, those are fairly simple stuff. Yeah, but yeah, back yeah. then, you know, with my inexperience and I mean, not having formal training in the field, it was just like, oh my God, this is a lot. 
answer. I remember I had a little contract in place with them, a little bit of money, and you know, a whole heap of stuff. But it was like, it was a for me back then, it was like a big deal. It was a client, you know, doing work for this client and feel like the man. And I remember when the client was just expressing to me that, boy, I'm not really satisfied with the, with the, the quality with the work of work. And, and so, yeah, yeah. And so, we're going to have uh, to find somebody else. I yeah, was, yo, I was <laughs> crushed. I was crushed, Brian Lawrence. I was crushed. But I mean, <laughs> I thank God for these journeys because let me tell you something. You can't live on the mountaintop. You, know? you, will, mm. never, you will never be holistically developed. I fear. I fear. Honestly, I fear for people who have stringed back-to-back successes with no taste of failure, no taste mm. of defeat, no taste of the valley. Because let me tell you, yes. it skews your perspective. It skews mm. your perspective into an unrealistic expectation of life. So you, your perspective of life on a whole becomes very unrealistic. Yeah. Because the truth is, any rounded individual, successful or not, mm. you would have had a mixture of the two extremes. Yeah, the Good and bad, highs and lows. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's healthy and it's natural. But in our aspirational human minds, we kind of just want it the easy way. We just want to win all the way. Yeah. We don't want no L's. Not, <laughs> and you hear it in the culture. We don't take any L's. We're not taking no L's. The culture never seems to kind of pay homage to the fact that, yo, you know, it's okay to, you know, you're going, you're going through a season when you're not doing so well or you're underperforming or whatever. Not to accept mm. mediocrity as your standard by any means, but yeah. to appreciate that this is a product of a part of the process. And so I just mm. have to appreciate mm. that, all right, this is where I am. Um, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And so I just have to be determined to grow beyond this yeah. um, and appreciate that as a learning experience. So, yeah, that would have been the one for marketing. Um, in terms of music, I can tell you, yeah, man, I can tell you this one. Music now has been delays, delays, and I, I'm going to tell you something. I got the answer to my own internal angst regarding delays probably a week, probably about two weeks ago. So, as I say, I'm somebody who I like when, you know, things are turning over yeah, quickly, when I lock in, I'm getting this done, it's just done, move on. But life isn't like that. Life is a real place where sometimes you start so many takes quite a bit of time. Sometimes you're moving parts. Sometimes there's financial right. constraints. Listen, sometimes you have other people involved in the, pro, in the, pro, in the, um, the project that they have delays. And uh-huh. so I had some musical projects that I had a timeline in my mind that Yo, this needs to be done by X time. That's it. Uh-huh. I've settled that. This is what it is. But then life is like that. So we did recording, <laughs> we did music, we laid tracks, and then different things along the way. When it wasn't financial constraints, or we got uh-huh. the money in to clear that up, then it was this person so taking long to get this thing back to you. Yeah. Then when that come back to you, realize, oh, there's this other thing. And so for me, del- just having to wrestle with delays, real life mm-hmm. delays due to different reasons has been like the biggest L personally because I would have felt um, like I let myself down and like I let people mm-hmm. down because like people that reach out to me like, you're waiting on some new stuff from me, you know, what's going on, and it's like, yo, fam, you don't understand right now. <laughs> you know? You don't understand what's going on. But, but the struggle right now is yeah, real. The struggle is real, bro. But, but I, I'm learning, and I said two weeks ago, as a part of a Zoom meeting, I had the honor of hearing from a couple pretty established industry persons, some from abroad, some locally. Mm. And they were just sharing their journeys. And that one takeaway that I took that impacted me, left an indelible impression on me. And I feel like I'd want to share it with their audience is you can't expect the elevator experience taking the stairs. Mm. One of the persons on that Zoom panel was discussing the fact that he was a part of a major label signed to Kirk Franklin in the States and they took okay. like five months to put out an album and then the label let him go because the album was epic but the sales had fallen below the target and it's a label, it's a business entity. Oh, so yeah, 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 even yeah. if you're putting out really amazing songs and you have an amazing fan base that loves your music and supports you, they have targets and say if that wonderful piece of work doesn't meet that target, you're being let go. And it's just that yeah. this business, nothing personal. And so he had to know, he was let go from the label and then he said that, you know, the Lord led him to start his own label, which mm. is doing exceptionally well. No, it's flourishing now. But he said there was a journey of transition from being on a major label to being independent as an artist and right. him just having to readjust, not lower, but mm. readjust his expectations because when he was on the label, they could do an album in five months. I mean, there's yeah. an unlimited budget, and there's a professional marketing and PR team they behind can bring in anybody you, want. you can bring in anybody you want. 
but then you're independent and you realize now, oh, we have to deal with real financial um, yeah. decisions. We only have an X budget that's limited. So do we record the five tracks today or do we lay the base track for all five tracks today? You know, like, mm-hmm. there's yeah, 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 yeah. that have to be made. But he explained that, yo, what helped him to come to terms with and rationalize the delays in the process was just realizing that, yo, sometimes you have to take the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it's step by step. You're still going up, you know. You're still going to the same top. You're still going to the same yeah. destination. But the journey is different. The nature of yeah. the journey is different. And so if you appreciate yeah, yeah. that, listen, it settles you instantly. No man, that's a that's a big thing, you know. Because I mean, even yeah. even me, the last couple of years, that's been that's been a major thing that I've been, boy, God has been trying to has been trying to get ingrained that in me, <laughs> you know. Because yeah. I've been there been a there been a lot of delays, a lot of setbacks, listen. um, a lot of you know. I started telling my circle is now, you know, people will be people. You know, don't get upset when something happens, you know, because yeah. people will be people. You know, yeah. you, you know, if you're, especially if you're depending on, if you're reaching out to somebody to ask them for help with something, or even if it is that you're paying the person to do this thing for you, people mm-hmm. will be people, you know. That's true. Just be empathetic, you know. Mm-hmm. Things happen to people that just like mm-hmm. you can get sick and, you know, an accident can happen. Yeah. yeah. An emergency can happen in your life. The same thing can happen in other people's lives, you know. Exactly. So, is, exactly. You, know, you, just, you 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 just take a breath <laughs> and and go through and just the, you, that that patience that that you were talking about, boy. That's a, absolutely. That is, that is something that you know is a is a lifelong lesson. You know, definitely. So, and I feel like yeah. it's something that in any field you're in, you're gonna have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. will, you will, and and trust. But that's why I said, you know, I fear for people who have had the misfortune of being sheltered from failure. It's a uh-huh. misfortune, you know. Yeah, man. Listen, I never used to think like that. I used to, I used to think, boy, because I used to think that um, until until the failure was framed as failure, right? Because I mean, people people just used to chant me just getting up and going again as as me just being resilient um, and being resourceful, right? So that's what I was told growing up. But then, of course, things happen, and you just like, oh, you know, I failed. You know, no, no, I failed. You know, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you those persons who don't get the opportunity to actually fail, like you said. Mm-hmm. So they experience it, like they, they, everything they do. Oh, yeah, man, good job. You know, this is this is you know this is this Bro. is solid. They get all the results. They get everything they want. You know, um, they don't have the opportunity to have to like really put in work and get this. Bro, thing done. it is a misfortune <laughs> you know? because I'm telling you, and, and this is something I'm willing to test any day. And mm-hmm. I've said it to friends of mine. You line up five people or ten people on one hand who have only who have been sheltered, or as you put it, have not had the opportunity to fail, have mm. not had the privilege to fail. Yeah. And you line up 10 others who have been through failure, and mm. I can bet anything I own that ultimately in the, sh- in the test of life, in the test of performance, in the test mm. of resilience, as you mentioned, in the test of yeah. being able to do wherewithal, the grit, yeah. I assure you that this yeah, side is going to do better. And the yeah, reason why yeah. is because there's an appreciation of real life there's an appreciation of mm-hmm. patience as you mentioned there's an appreciation yeah. of what it means to, to to be in the valley and get out of it as opposed yeah. to just living on yeah. the mountain top without context yeah. of anything outside of that yeah, you don't know what you a know? valley looks like <laughs> listen and, and so you find that people like this the day the day that life should really like serve them a curveball where something misfortunate or whatever yeah. they, they can't yeah. bounce back because they just don't have no context yeah. They, don't yeah, know, yeah, they don't know what it is to like. How do I even compete? Yeah, what, that where, I where do I start? Like, what what do you do in a situation like this? Right. <laughs> you know? right. Um. And and as you were as you were saying that you know it just came to me. They don't. You know those persons who dealt with struggle. A common a common factor with the people who deal with struggle. Struggle is usually because of a lack of something. You know. So if you've never had to deal mm-hmm. with luck, you won't know. Mm-hmm. If you're lacking something, if something is missing, you know, you you won't know how to like pivot and say, all right. All right, that's not there. All right, let me see. Like, like, what else can we do? Like, what's available now? What Bro, can we do? Oh, listen, you man. Know? Like, listen. Yeah, you're yeah. talking facts. Like, I can share just one quick thing on that. Mm. I remember, was it was it 2019? I believe it was 2019. No, it was early 2020, actually. Early 2020. Okay. So I'm coming into 2020 now, and there was a single I was working on at the time. We got it released early 2020. And so by this time, I mean, we had the songs written down for the EP and the album for a long time, but the resources, mm. as I said, there was a lot. There wasn't there was any financial resources, yeah. or there weren't any financial resources to not work on a musical project, which takes a lot of money. You're talking about producers, yeah. band, singers, studio, all of that, pre- and post-production. And so I remember, I remember literally lying on my bed, and I just said, yo, 
Because I am a believer, right? So I talked yeah. to God. And I was like, God, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> you said I should do this music thing, you know, and I don't see how this is going to work. <laughs> I talked to my producer, and he was saying, yo, we need X amount to at least get certain things out of the way. Mm. And the Lord gave me an idea. This was before the whole wave of like virtual concerts. At the yeah. time, Corona was just starting. I had not seen one virtual concert. Mm. And the Lord said, yo, that virtual concert is like a live performance of the songs mm-hmm. on the EP and invite persons to partner with you in terms of financing. I okay. thought this is stupid because to me, I'm like, God, I am no, I, I'm a nobody. I don't have no fun. This is not popcorn. This is not popcorn. Listen, I don't have no fans. You're not this big artist who can yeah, cut like, friends when, and, and... When they do my Instagram, is like nine, 700 and something. Like, who am I going to appeal to to ask to give? To yeah, give yeah, yeah. But one thing I've learned, bro, listen, one thing I've learned, if God said do it, brother, just do it. Mm-hmm. And so I let my producer and say, yo, I'm not going to do this. And he's, he's extremely supportive. Now connected and, to Victor Brown. All right, Alexa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, listen, do it. And so the Lord gave wisdom and we executed it. And Brian, I'm telling you, we had a, we had a target. We crushed the target. Mm-hmm. I, yo, if I tell you how that happened, I like <laughs> Because people just gave. And I mean, people, I didn't even know. I mean, we're getting points from people I don't even know. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, yeah, people yeah. reached out and were like, yo, we're so blessed. And it, it's crazy because I remember on the day, going into the day, I, I believe in excellence. I believe that whatever we produce must be excellent. And yeah. so I really strive for that. But there were some disappointments on the way there because there was a camera set up I was supposed to get. The per- on the day, the person told me them not give me them camera. <laughs> I just like, yo, what am I going to do? There were certain equipment things I needed. Couldn't get them. So on the day, we literally had to just set up my iPhone and a couple little oh, improvs. No. Bro, it was stress. Yo, that's... we pushed through. But we pushed uh-huh. through. We pushed through. I remember on the day, like, I had the option to. And this is why I tell you, I fear for people that don't know struggle. On the day, if I were weak-minded or if I only had context for those things flowing easily, yeah. I'd just say, oh, call this up. This don't make sense. This just really doesn't look practically yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but we pushed through and we were able to get the target. And from the proceeds of that fundraiser, we were able to pay for the entire production process. Mm. And, so, and so this is why I said to you, my youth, like the, the, the patience in the journey, the ability yeah. to, to be resilient, the ability yeah, yeah, to yeah. persevere through struggle and whatever, priceless yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I mean people need it man people need it if you if definitely. you're going to be truly successful like you, you need it man you need definitely it. definitely right. so in all of that right wins losses the entire career move you know studies at school you mm-hmm. must have had some there must be some habits <laughs> there must be some habits some some mm-hmm. habits that you keep that you you know you make sure are in your daily routine daily weekly mm-hmm. monthly routine um mm-hmm. that keep you we're both sane <laughs> and, <laughs> and rich. <laughs> yeah. So what what yeah. what are the what are the top habits that you you know this is a must like I have to have to do this on a daily um or on a regular basis? Okay. <sighs> All right. Um, I think there are a couple, mm. and I'm because I'm a believer. I'm going to start with. It might sound cliche, but it's true. I pray. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, it's not everybody's thing, and that's fine. But for me, if you ask me, yeah. Victor, bro, I'm going to yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. my secret. <laughs> Right, right. I pray. See, I, I genuinely, and I don't know, pray prayers like, yo, God, you know, I want this thing. Help me to get this thing. Mm. I'm the kind of guy who's like, yo, God, I want your will regarding this thing. So let me know what your mm. will is regarding this thing so that I can align myself with that. You know what right. I mean? And if, and if this is your will, things like law, things like financing law, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you this. I prayed that when I started law back in 2013, I didn't have a bank account. I registered really? late for you. Facts. No bank account. <laughs> I'm telling you facts. Uh-huh. Bank account, zero dollars to my name to do that. I prayed. At the time, I remember my mom was saying, registration for you, you had closed. Oh, general. And, and my mom was saying, to me, pretty much what you going to do? Because I just finished Cape. I done Cape Law whatever, Units 1 and 2, some other subjects. I had an interest in it, but I wasn't sure if it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, my family had other expectations. They had other plans. They wanted me to do medicine. So my sister's a doctor, and so mm. you don't want it. I was like, no, nah, that's, that's not me. You need to have it there. That's, that's not it. prayed, and the Lord yeah. said, do law. And I said, all right, Lord, I need to do one, two, three, if this is you. And he, he did them all. And I said, all right, God, I prayed that simple prayer. I said, Lord, if you want me to do law, you're going to have to finance it. That was a simple prayer. And the mm. Lord financed it. Mm. Like, mm. So, so for me, one of the things is I pray. That's mm. one. Mm. Two, I, I really try to have people um, that can hold me accountable. 
yeah. people have different names for this like community. Um, um, some people just say it's their friends, you know, the circle or whatever. But I yeah, try yeah, to yeah. have people who, from time to time, I can check in with or they can check in with me regarding my progress, regarding yeah. um, just yeah, be real with me, correct me when I'm wrong. I'm like, yo, you're wrong. Or you're doing something wrong here. You're going off, off track here. Or you're taking on mm-hmm. too much here. One yeah. of the biggest things that people are close to me will tell me is you're doing too much. You're trying to take on too much. Because that's my nature. And I have to listen to them because that's my temperament. I'm prone mm-hmm. to trying to conquer the world in a day. And so they yeah. have to be the ones yeah. like, yo, you cannot take on that event. You <laughs> cannot do that. That's a shared trait. <laughs> listen, bro. Trait. I, will, I will try to do it all, fam. You know, um, and our bodies just can't keep up with that kind of lifestyle. And so, yeah, yeah. ones who kind of be like, no, whatever. So, having people who one would genuinely love and care about me, who can like, speak into my life, is a second thing besides prayer. Another mm-hmm. thing I try to do sometimes, I actually, and this might be surprising to, I don't know, probably you or some of the people in the audience, but I'm actually, I am actually very much, I'm very appreciative of solitude. I'm no, not well, definitely not I new to me. I love, I love my alone time. So, so I, I would, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> listen, bro. I don't keep it because, yeah, people will see me like doing stuff and be like, no, man, but you love, you love like you're a socialite. Where they seen from the truth? Yeah, there's so many people <laughs> that I've seen like that. Like, you see them and they're good. They're good. They appear extroverts, you know, in the moment, but then they're yeah. like, no, I'm not. I just like, want I, to be alone now. Yeah. You know, like a <laughs> yeah so for me I, listen i'm a homebody i'll stay home and yeah. like do stuff on my laptop or spend time alone or you know go off on a little space alone for some time to read or, yeah, to, yeah. or to think or whatever clear my head or whatever so for me taking time back away from those social gatherings events mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. virtual meetings all of it just to be alone and just to think and process is yeah. an important 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 thing for me. Mm. Nice. So, um, i think those are three of the stuff there's more, okay. but I think those are three of the core ones. Oh, nice. nice. Those, are, those are three big ones, though. I mean, three big, everybody has their own things, obviously, you yeah. know, but yeah. um, you know, those, are, those, are three, those are three big ones. Let's, let's, let's delve into the hobbies now, too. Because, I mean, you mentioned music as your getaway from digital marketing and law, like your, your professional life, you know, you, you yeah. mentioned music as that getaway. Are there any, I mean, are there any other things that you do? You know, like, for example, I'm a gamer, right? So I haven't played, I haven't played games in a long time. But um, music is also something for me because I, I grew up on music was a, was a big deal for me. Oh, yeah. look at that. I had no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just that I'm more on the production side, you know, so ah. yeah, I'm more on the production side. So, I mean, I, I, I learned, you know, I, I did drums and whatever, but as soon as I got into... As soon as I got introduced to sound engineering, yeah, yeah that game, over. <laughs> game over. Game <laughs> over. You know. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, so I I use that as a getaway. So I mean, I didn't. I, I never even thought about making money off that. You know. Yeah. Yes. You it's know. Like, when, it's like it's fun for you. It's fun yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 And even when I tried to think about making money, I just said, "Yo, I don't want to taint it with the money part. I just want to do it I because I like doing it." <laughs> you I know. You. you don't want to make it into a job. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I mean, that, that's one thing for me. You know, there's music, there's the video games, there's film. You know, I'm really into film, so I will watch mm. a lot of stuff. I will watch a lot of movies and um, specific movies and TV shows, though. But I will watch yeah. a lot of movies and TV shows. But for you, what are those? What are those hobbies that you that, you know that just relax it? You just do them because just because you enjoy them. I, I am actually genuinely surprised not how many similarities there are between you and I because mm-hmm. I am a movie buff. Listen, uh, <laughs> I will binge. I remember the other day I was cleaning off my old desktop computer, right? Uh, I got a new laptop. And so I was like, I'm going to clear up the old computer, try and free up some space. Yeah. And bridging, when I went through my downloads, I had over 200 movies downloaded. <laughs> I haven't watched any of those movies, Brian. <laughs> but there was a time... <laughs> There was a time where I would binge watch like every night would be movie night for me. No man, I that's... really enjoy a good series. I uh-huh. love movies. Um, so for me, I may not go to the movies all the time simply because I feel like going to the movies is a bit overrated. For me, I have mm. to find a reason to spend my money to go in the cinema. Uh-huh. The movie uh-huh. for me has to be worth it, and worth it for me and you going to be different. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. like a Black Panther, yeah man, I'll go I'll go to the yeah. Movies. You know what I mean? The the cinema, maybe. You know? Yes, that's yeah. my favorite Fast character franchise. So yeah. Um, but I'll more stay home, download our in you know, a stream online Netflix, like in Blacklist now, good series, yeah. 
Yo, um, no man, similarities book because <laughs> <laughs> yo, black is that vibe for me. Like, yeah, man, you don't yeah, want to hear me. I used to play games a lot. I used to really? play video games. Which what? which genre? What's it? What what what's it? Which Let genre? Are you? Yeah, Car or you're, or you're just like racing games. First person shooter is like, like right now. The last game, the last two games I had downloaded and had was Wolfenstein, yeah, and yeah. um, and Max Payne. Max Payne, those are the last yeah. two I had. Oh, nice, intense nice, role playing action adventure. First person, that's me. nice. But then life robs me of those little guilty pleasures, of course. Yeah, boy, I, I know that, you know. I know that because nah, I, have a, I have, listen, I have a PlayStation in there just sitting down. I can't, I can't really touch it, don't really have the time. That's, I have that's some it. games on my laptop, can't really touch it. But, that's it. boy, you talk about similarities. Yo, I've been a right, I've been a hardcore driver. Like, uh, for years, since I can remember. <laughs> since I can need remember. for speed, most Yeah, my need for speed, burnout. Under everything, everything. Yeah, like yeah. I remember, that's a that's a side note, boy. Burn Sorry, paradise was life. Yeah, man. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember. So how I learned, how I got better at Need for Speed, because I mean, we're at UTech and you know did computing and boy, yeah. it's like every day under the gazebo, there's always races and games and whatever shooters and whatever. Mm. Um, so I was one of the I was one of the top drivers, right under under oh, the. Zine. Right, so I mean, they had top shooters and whatever, but I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm one of the top drivers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, but one of the ways that I learned how to drive, so I, there was a, there was a, a franchise, Colin McRae Rally, <clears throat> that eventually oh, yes. became, became Dirt, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was playing Need for Speed before, and I was okay. And then, you know, uh, you know, father figure of mine, he taught me Colin McRae Rally, right? Taught me how to rally. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, which is real driving <laughs> yeah man he's just like, yeah, man, you assistance, far more exactly. stimulation he's like, yeah man it's you have hard, to plan for your turns you have to you have to yeah man you have to, you have to know what you're doing you know you have yeah. to you have to set up Technical you have to tune driving. the car you know yeah. tune the car for the road that you're going to drive on you know and for the track and i was just like all right cool yo when i took that i took i said you know what? let me try some of that stuff in need for speed mind you know is an arcade Game changer. Listen, <laughs> i was driving circles around everybody <laughs> you but, would you would let me tell you what that's like that that sounds like to me like somebody who drives a manual vehicle versus somebody drive an automatic car yeah and this is like i'm usually yeah. i'm a manual i'm a strictly driver strictly Anybody want to like my car right now is a six, a six four. Uh, I love. I've driven like automatic cars, but I always uh, see like the, the mechanics of having to manually change the gears and compression in the yeah, engine and the ratios changes how you operate in yeah. the vehicle overall. And so I always feel like manual drivers they can come and stole me, but I feel like we're better drivers. I, I, I mean, I'm not good. No, I, I won't debate that. I won't debate that. If you're in a race, or rather, I mean, it, we always have, we always have uh, me and a couple of virgins. I mean, we always have this talk. If you're in an apocalypse. And automatic cars not gonna work. You have manual cars. Who who will drive the manual car? That's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yo, who can drive stick? Nobody can drive stick. I know who can drive stick. Jeez, so we did know. <laughs> yeah, we're doomed. <laughs> you know, but um, and I mean, I've admit I'm a bit rusty with, with stick, but uh, I'll get back into it. You can brush up, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yo, similarities, man. Boy, yeah, so, for sure, right. for sure. So this is this is actually like we're about to wind on or going to the last part of um you know cool. a, the last segment and right here no so with all of your experiences you know um good bad you know in between just average you know what I you know I want you to tell the audience you know the young the young pros in the audience you know what are three of the biggest lessons you might have a lot you know but what are three of the yeah. biggest lessons you've learned over the course of your career. Um, that you you believe that they should know and should try and apply, you know, in their own careers and possibly even their just their life in general. All right. Um, of course, as I believe, I'm going to make a plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I can't speak for everybody. But I can see from mm. my journey and my experience, yeah. having a relationship with the Lord has been the most significant mm. um, thing for me because I've literally watched. And I mean, if people want to like challenge this, we can sit down and talk like in depth about yeah. practical examples sure. yeah. of how trust, how God has ordered my steps, like in very supernatural ways, ways without yeah. natural explanations and like yeah, logical. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very logical person. Law requires you to be rational and trained in your thinking that way. 
but I yeah. cannot explain certain Some parts of, of my journey that. and how, listen. And so for yeah, me, man. that has been the most, hands down, important thing for me. And so I would say, listen, if you feel frustrated as a young professional, or if mm. you feel successful as a young professional, I assure you, having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is definitely going to elevate. If you're good, it's going to make you greater. Yeah. If you're in a bad spot or a tough spot, it's it definitely take you going to it. help you out. You yeah. know, I can't tell you instantly, and I can't tell you like the day you accept Christ, you're gonna be. Mm, I'm not gonna mm. be there, but yeah. what I will say is that He will journey with you, however long it takes, and that's been yeah. my yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one for me. Two, I would say, listen, don't allow society or culture to determine how you live your life, mm. um, because. For example, if I had listened to like the voice of culture and the voice of like certain traditions I was raised particularly in, yeah. there is no way to for one person to do a marketing law and music. It just doesn't happen. Mm. It's, you know, you can't do that. You have to choose one and focus on one. You can't. But then these other things are such a core part of who I am. Yeah. And so do I relinquish them um, in the name of you know, paying homage to culture and my socialization? Or do I go into a territory unknown where there isn't much context and do all three. Mm. Um, and so, as, as life would have it, as the Lord would have it, he has shown me a way to kind of juggle all three, manage all yeah. three in a, in a niche kind of way in my own personal life. And so, don't be defined by others. Find your own purpose. Find your own path there. If there's mm. no path there, make the path there. Mm. That's what sets you apart and redefines you as different. Yeah. You know? um, so, embrace your uniqueness with regard to your own purpose, your, your own identity your own passions and callings. You feel like you want to be a dancer and, I don't know, an architect. Whatever it is, whatever the combination of things is that makes you unique, yeah. do that. You know, don't, don't be smushed into, oh, no, 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 there's no architect that does dancing. You can't do that. No, no, no. Yeah. You yeah. can't tell me that because that's my yeah, identity. Because... So I'm going to have mm. to find a way to make these two work. You might not know that way, you know, because <laughs> this is not you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's okay if you don't you, know. You're, not a, you're not a dancing architect. It's okay. Right. So it's, it's, it's all right. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> Um, you're doing your med thing over there? Ah, awesome. I'm going to go be my dancing architect over here. <laughs> With love and like all grace. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So that's two. And I think the third and final one. Um, why? Embrace the journey. Embrace mm. the journey from the perspective of you have to develop the ability to persevere. Yeah. If there's anybody out there who feels like a failure or you feel low or you feel like, boy, yeah, but I know I've tried 15 different things and they've all failed. Listen, one more time, pick yourself up, go after it. Um, for me, that has been a running narrative on my journey. There have been mm-hmm. many, many, mm-hmm. many difficult seasons. Yeah. Many. And I've had to find the strength, um, find the resilience. Mm-hmm. There's a word that is a marker. It's a, it's a benchmark word for me. And it's the word sisu, S-I-S-U. Um, and that word is actually a word from Finland. It's a Finnish word. That means a number of things in English. But mm. when you break it down, it means things like the ability to persevere in, in the face of adversity, mm. overcoming, mm. fighting spirit, you know, grit. Yeah. All of those thoughts are condensed into that four-letter word, Sizu. And so for me, um, having that mindset of Sizu, having that mindset that, listen, whatever challenges I'm facing, I am, I'm going to work to overcome them. I'm not going to allow whatever setbacks I've had to define me. When mm-hmm. you keep pressing ahead, that is indispensable to anybody that seeks to be successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, man. I mean, if I can add to that last one a little bit, I remember hearing from, boy, when, if I remember, if I ever remember who said it, um, I remember I was on, I was either on YouTube or Instagram, and there was a guy who said, you know, when you're going after a goal, you, you, you go until you get it. You know, you press simple. simple, you know. Yeah. There's no, if you don't get it, then you, I mean, you don't stop. Like, there's you just go until you get it. Right. Yeah, this way, this way, don't work, you know. But okay, you try another way, try you know? another way. Yeah, yeah the goal, you don't reach a goal yet, you know. The, the path might change, but you don't, you don't reach a goal as yet, right? You know, so I think, you know, talking on that last point a little bit, that is that is a, that is a key thing. If it is your, your, if it is that you're going to be successful in whatever it is you're doing, yeah. So, if you're going to be that dancing architect, yeah, man, you're going to get a lot of no's because people don't yeah. see that. That's right. <laughs> So, so and, but, and I think the thing is, Brian, too, if, if we follow like even how culture represents success, it's so dangerous because, like, if you scroll through Instagram, you see so much of the mountaintop, 
Yeah. But if you really unpack the story behind the most of these successful icons that we idolize and look up to, yeah. you would realize that, yo, most of these stories are rags to riches. Yeah. Most yeah. of these yeah. stories are successive failures. Yeah. I mean, I remember yeah. hearing Denzel Washington speak about just his journey as an actor. And he had a textbook failure as a career mm. as an actor. Textbook, like textbook failure. Like he, <laughs> he, he was the guy that you could look at his journey and be like, Yo, this is not for you. And so many of them have that story. It's not, it's yeah. not uncommon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. so many so it cannot be coincidental or by accident that so many successful people in any walk of life mm-hmm. have had mm-hmm. the, the come up from adversity or the underdog or the rock yeah. kind of journey. Yeah, and they yeah, just yeah, said, yeah. No, I'm not gonna fail. I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna pursue yeah. my dream if it means dropping out of college, if it means selling everything I have, if it means leaving family, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. sort of perseverance is yeah. important. Yeah, that goes back to what we were talking about. I mean, a couple of times yeah. before, about boy, you need that that struggle part, um, or that adversity part. Like, where do you train? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is gonna come. You know, it is. Yeah. It, it is gonna come. And the people, the if you if you prime yourself and you're ready for when it does come, you right. know, you you'll be better off. You know, you will Absolutely. be better off. But bro, Absolutely. this was this was this was good. That was yeah. Yeah, man, that, that was solid, solid, yeah. solid. Thanks, thanks for sharing your story. You know, thanks Definitely. for thanks for sharing your insights. You know, you, and and letting you know letting the audience get deeper into you know who Victor Brown is and what makes him up. Um, you know, thanks for sharing your beliefs as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and boy, thanks just thanks for thanks for the time. You know, for being on the podcast. I know, boy, I know you're you know based on everything that you've said. <laughs> <laughs> your schedule is pretty. Listen, <laughs> my day has just started. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah, no, but, but I want to thank you for having me, man. Definitely, it has mm. been my my privilege. It has been a fulfilling yeah, and enriching conversation. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Yeah, man, definitely, guys. This has been another episode of uh, the Formula. You know, I'll see you in the next one. Hey, thanks for watching The Formula. If you liked that episode, do me a favor, hit the like button and let us know what you thought about it in the comments. If you know someone who could use the advice or the inspiration from this video, go ahead and share the video. Share it up. Just share it up. And for more episodes in the series, please, 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 please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. I'll see you in the next one.